You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, and welcome back to the show, or welcome to the show, if it's your first time. We're, uh, we're coming at you with another one from the Shred Shed, which is obviously my preferred way to do these podcasts, but not always feasible. So I was really excited when Trevor reached out and we got to hang out. I played a bunch of his guitars that had his pickups in it and all that good stuff. It was a, it was a good hang. It was a good time. If this is your first time hearing about Trevor and Coconut Monkey, you might slide over to their Instagram page. And just You search Coconut Monkey on Instagram. I'm sure you're going to find it. And it'll provide a little more context for what we're talking about when we're talking about some of the more uh, design like aesthetics and stuff. So that's a, probably a good idea. But other than that, that's enough preamble nonsense. You know, help support the show by sharing with your friends, rating and reviewing on iTunes or whatever whatever platform you like to listen on. If there's a way to rate and review, please rate and review. It helps a lot. And, you know, share with your friends. And if you need more of this kind of content in your life, there's more over on Patreon. So if you go to ToneMob.com slash Patreon, there is about 60 plus episodes of additional audio content over there for you and more being published every week. So if this is your kind of thing that you're into and you enjoy it, there's more. There's much more where that came from. So that's where you go. Patreon.com slash ToneMob and you'll see the different levels and the different options. Okay. With all that said, I will get out of this preamble mode and get into podcasting mode Here you go. Here's an episode with Mr. Trevor Chase. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have... Trevor Chase from Coconut Monkey Electronics. Hello, hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Not, not a whole lot. It's good to be here. It's uh, nice that you came by and let me, you know, sweat all over your guitar. <laughs> that was nice of you. Well, I mean, someone's got to. <laughs> I, I haven't been playing them much uh, lately, so it's good to get some sweat on them. Yeah, well, keep them uh, hydrated. You don't, want them, yeah. you don't want these things drying out. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So anytime you need guitars sweated on, I'm <laughs> I'm the man to call. I'll sweat on them with just so much delight. It'll be just great. All right, I'll uh, I'll give you a call. All right, thank you. Um, so we we can just jump right into it. So this is a this is a little bit different episode. If you haven't figured it out, we're actually doing this in person, which is always preferable <laughs> rather than just staring at a random computer screen. Yeah. And uh, and so. Trevor reached out because he was a listener of the podcast and uh, basically said, hey, I want to show you some of the stuff I make. And so here we are. Well, we ate Hot Pot and then here we are. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) but why don't you do, you know, take the lead on the classic question since you know what I'm about to say and uh, just give me your, your musical backstory and tell the audience all about you and what you do. Yeah, no problem. Uh, So I started playing music when I, in fourth grade i think uh my first instrument i'll i'll put money on this if you can guess it mm, okay your first instrument me you want me to guess it right yeah, now okay no, yeah you right now uh well, since you said it that way i'm gonna <laughs> go with something stranger than not a guitar i'm gonna say you started with a clarinet no oh no 
My first instrument was the handbell. Ah, yes. <laughs> I almost went triangle. Oh, so, close. All right, handbell. All right. Yeah, so Seems I solid. All right. I started playing handbells in, in the church. Uh, and then fifth grade came along and I picked up the trumpet and played that through the short time that I went to college. Uh-huh. And um, during that time, I picked up a guitar. My My dad played. He taught me. You know, my first three chords and then just took off from there learning whatever I could. And then here I am, I guess. That's <laughs> that's not the full <laughs> the, story. The long and short. We don't want the long and short. We want the long. So oh. I know you, We and I'm, you know, I'm cheating somewhat because we talked at lunch. But uh, so you were doing kind of an interesting, interestingly set up tour, though, for, oh. for a little while. <laughs> yeah. So I... Um, let me think about where it was. I was working at a place called Bravo Arts Academy in uh, Ogden, Utah. And I, I saw this like Craigslist post about a band looking for a guitar player to tour with. Mm-hmm. And I answered it and they said, hey, bring all your stuff. Come down, audition, whatever. So I, I went down. They were auditioning in a like high school auditorium which was interesting and like had this whole huge stage set up and I didn't know like a whole lot about what they were doing or what they were all about. So I get there and they said, yeah, so we, we run a uh, nonprofit called music makes music and we go to schools and put on a whole rock show and tell kids, you know, we're all about uh, drug free, tobacco free kind of lifestyles. You don't have to be on drugs and smoking and whatever to be cool. That's not the way I understand it. Well, well. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That was a bad joke. (laughs) That was the message. Oh, good. Good message. I like I support the message, but I haven't found that to be true. Um, (laughs) Totally kidding. Of course. (laughs) But so, yeah, I, um, I didn't get the guitar gig, uh, at first I, but they wanted to keep me on, so I did the lights and sound for okay. a little bit. And uh, after that, the bass player left, so I actually ended up playing bass for that band and okay. not even guitar. Hey, but, that works. Um, yeah, bass so, is a guitar, technically. I mean, yeah. Not what I originally uh, hoped to be doing there. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so we would go to like different schools, states. We went as far as uh, we were actually coming up here to to Portland, but the van broke down in Boise, Idaho, and we decided to turn back. But we d- we went down to like Vegas and uh, L.A. area, out to Colorado, and would be out for a week or two, and then come back. And it was it was interesting going to. We, I mean, we'd have to hop to the next school, set up. Uh, our whole like stage risers and everything, whole PA. It was it was a thing. Was it was it interesting? Kind of being all of a sudden. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play guitar. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm gonna run sound and lights for this big, <laughs> like pretty big production. Yeah. Like like there there was a lot a lot going on there. That, that seems like what kind of getting thrown <laughs> right into the fire. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. Um, it was an experience. I think. I'm trying to remember what the first trip I did with them was. I think it was Southern Idaho. And, you know, we, we drove whatever, six, seven hours to the destination and 
the nice thing was we worked with, uh, because we were a nonprofit, hotels would donate rooms and restaurants would donate meals. Nice. But, so it wasn't, it wasn't like the, uh, I'm, we're living off whatever we can make on merch and right. <laughs> kind of experience. That's good. It was a bit more cushy, but yeah, just being thrown into that was wild going from sitting in a small room, teaching snot nosed kids how to play guitar to on the road a couple weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It's a, it's a cool, it's a cool perspective though, I think. And a unique one. It's not, you know, there's, <laughs> there's not very many people who kind of just, Go into an experience like that and then go back to sort of just normal every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Usually yeah. once you get to that level in like a touring band, that's what you're doing. You're in that industry forever pretty much at that point. Yeah. The The tipping point for me was, uh, you know, like I said, nonprofit. They were kind of, I think they were in their second year, second or third year. And uh, the money wasn't great. I was living with my parents at the time. I was... 1920 ish. Mm-hmm. And I made enough money to cover my car payment. Right. And that's <laughs> about, about it. it. <laughs> so, uh, that was, I think the big, biggest deciding factor of like, uh, I like, I like the, the experience. I like, you know, doing that. I don't know if I can stick it out right. <laughs> much longer right. to actually start making money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> That is, I mean, that is nonprofit world from what I understand to, to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Especially starting out. Yeah. You know, yeah. A startup, a startup and a nonprofit. <laughs> that's a very difficult road to hoe because either one by themselves is already hard. Right. But uh, right. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. But it's cool that they were able to do that. That's, I mean, that's yeah. important for kids to see that you can do these things. You know, because exactly. a lot of these kids are not going to concerts or they're not going to, they're not getting exposed to like, like those people are just people on TV, you know, right. they're not real people. Yeah. And I've gotten really good with like kind of I've gotten to meet some people that I looked up to and mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, they're just dudes. They're just cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But but there's something about somebody that you've only seen on screen. Because mm-hmm. we uh, I just seen Jack White for the first time recently. Nice. And and it was like I, I mean, I didn't meet him or anything, but I just watched him right. at the concert and it was like, oh, he's a real guy. He's not yeah, he's, like he's, he's flesh just, and he's blood. Like, yeah. Wow. Because it was weird because I was like, I've only seen him. I've seen he's been such a big, you know, musical influence on all of us. Right. You know, yeah. and he's like, this is a guy that I grew up listening to in high school is like a cool rock and roll guy. Yeah. And he's still a cool <laughs> rock and roll guy. Like and he's almost seems larger than life. And then seeing him in person, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Oh no, he's a man. Like he's yeah. a guy that, and people can do what he's doing. You know, it's possible. Yeah, I had a similar experience at the uh, Tacoma Guitar Festival uh, in April. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the performers was Angus Clark of Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yes, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And he did this whole uh, like I don't know if you've looked into what he's doing nowadays when he's not touring with TSO. No, but, like super cool stuff. He. Uh, does like speaking and just it, cool, cool guy. But, um, you know, we, my wife and I, um, have been going to the TSO shows pretty much every year for the last six, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always see them up on stage and it's like, Oh my God. And to, to actually get to, I got to talk to him for a little bit and he's just 
like you said, he's just a dude, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I I think there's a a interesting difference between like the personality someone portrays on stage Mm -hmm. and who they are off the stage. Yeah. And I mean, at least I've noticed, I I mean, I'm even guilty of it to a, (laughs) a little bit of a degree on this. Like I'm a, I'm a little more buttoned down when we're when the mics get hot than <laughs> yeah. I am in real life. In real life I'm kinda like Bleh! <laughs> shoot from the hip. We're just gonna I mean, you know. I'm the same way. Yeah. But yeah, when the mics get hot, I'm like, oh yes, well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good sir. And mm-hmm. yes, my name is Graham Wellington. <laughs> you know, like it's a little bit of a it's a, I can't help it. It's just like, okay, gotta do and you know, as fun as this is, it's like, okay, gotta do the job and I gotta right. do it right. And right. hopefully people don't hate it, you know, type of thing. So <laughs> There is some thought that goes into this, believe it or not, listeners. I do occasionally <laughs> put some thought into this, uh, but I try not to do it too often because it hurts. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so all that aside, so you, you've obviously been a huge music music fan. Music's been very important yeah. to you forever. I know we share a lot of similar interests in mm-hmm. in our musical tastes, but what led to Coconut Monkey? <laughs> um. Are you asking about the name? Or? Well, I'm going to get to that, okay. but, but but yeah, we'll get to that later. So I, I, a number of years ago, I built, actually, it was eight years ago last week exactly that oh, I wow. built my first pedal. Um, it was a, a build your own clone kit, and th- that got me kind of hooked on that. I bought a bunch more kits. Um, you know, I could show you a picture of my board or whatever, but it's mostly pedals that I've built myself at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just clones, but, um, I got into that and then started modding guitars and like changing out the wiring and stuff. I put in a new set of pickups in my Les Paul and that that's when the bug really bit me. And I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to, you know, I've made pedals. I'm not ready for amps yet. Let's go for pickups. Right. Um, and I, you know, the, the pickup space is like, it's really crowded, but I feel, I don't know. It's an interesting space to be in. Um, there's a lot of competition that, you know, obviously huge companies and all the smaller companies, but <clears throat> the community is, is awesome. Uh, there's groups on Facebook that, uh, like everyone just shares knowledge and everything. It's not like super closely guarded secrets. Oh, nice. Um, kind of like the pedal community. Yeah. Kind of like the pedal community. It's, uh, you know, I, someone finds a new way to use this component and they just go share it with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to, uh, find a, a new way to customize my, my sound and was like, you know, that, it's just wire and some plastic and a magnet, right? <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Nah, that's all it is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing um, to know. Just wrap some wire around it. It'll be all right. Yeah. So, uh, started looking at that. The original thought was to do wood bobbins. Mm-hmm. And then I learned I'm really bad at woodworking. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that about myself a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand. So, um, this was God four years ago and 3d printing was kind of becoming more accessible in mm-hmm. a home use kind of thing so i'm like eh, maybe we could look into that so i you know i bought the cheapest 3d printer i could find and 
it was a pain in the you know what to mm. <laughs> figure out uh but we got some good parts and were able to upgrade the printer and um yeah here here we are so we 3d print things and wind them and make make noises <laughs> yeah well yeah and it's it's kind of cool i like i like the aesthetic choices you've made because pickups like you said are it's pretty saturated it's pretty difficult to for anyone to for the most part to look at a guitar especially with the variety that's out there right. now and go yeah i i know what that is i mean the roni behind you is a good example looks like humbuckers right it's not those are, <laughs> those are single coils all right so like <laughs> Nobody would know. Like you wouldn't, you, you know, you would look mm. at that guitar guy playing it and be like, "Wow, that sounds like single coils," but they look <laughs> like, like humbuckers. Yeah, and there's lots of guitars like that, and and lots of you know P90s and in th- humbucker cover, lots of things going right. into humbucker right. covers. Yeah, and so there's just not a great way to stand out from pickups if you don't do something unique aesthetically. Exactly. It's it's <clears throat> the same thing, you know, with strings. I talk to Scott from Stringjoy like every day, and he <laughs> yeah. it's like. Yeah, we got artists, but uh, you know, if they don't tell anybody what strings they're making, they're using, it doesn't really <laughs> matter know, if they're yeah. our artists or not, you know, because no one can tell. Exactly. Um, I mean, unless they're the whatever bright green coated right. strings. <laughs> yeah, we know those ones. Yeah, right. we get it, buddy. Like, like t- settle <laughs> Turn down. Turn it down. Yeah, settle down a little bit. We understand. You really like to stand out. <laughs> those strings are kind of fun sometimes. Actually. They are. But, um, where was I going with that? Anyway, oh yeah, the aesthetics of your pickups. Now you've you've got like different colors and stuff, but they they fit, and I like with the guitars that you brought over. Yeah, they they look right in the guitars, and so it's not different just to be different. Right, and and that's kind of what we try to do. Like, um, one of my biggest inspirations was um, why am I blanking on the name right now? Oh, story of my life. <laughs> Kiesel. Oh, yeah. Kiesel mm-hmm. guitars. You know, you go to their website, you can choose every aspect about your guitar, mm-hmm. and then they throw some, you know, stock whatever pickups in it. And I'm like, why can't you customize the look of your pickups, too? Right. So, like, with the 3D printing, you know, it's exponentially cheaper than injection molding. Of course. So we can save money there and pass that along and do all the different colors without really any extra cost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know where that was going. <laughs> well, I don't know. That seems like, I mean, just a, a reason to, for the a reason you've chosen to go the way you've went is what I'm, yeah, what I'm seeing. Yeah, it. definitely. It, and, uh, you know, we, we always get the comments that, you know, it stands out. They look, they look, and they look good and you know we try to match them up to the guitar they're going into and i think it's it's cool to have that opportunity to do that yeah yeah and let's it, i mean anybody who gets down to the level i i feel like anybody that gets down to the level of swapping pickups is a person who's at least if not serious pretty curious about their right. sound yeah you know it, it it they may not be like the biggest gearhead in the world but if they're already to that point where like, I wonder if I can make my guitar sound different. Yeah. That's just another, like my dad's never thought that, you know, he's a guitar player. He's just not. And he knows that he likes certain sounds with certain guitars. Right. But once he gets one, he's not going to change anything on it yeah. unless it's broken. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So it's just the way he, he is as a player. And there's, that's more common than probably most of the people that listen to this show. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, I've realized that in, in the couple of years I've been doing this. Yeah, we've talked about the 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 shows that you've been to and some of the things that we've both been at the same shows on knowing, yeah. you know, we didn't realize it, but 
and it was like there's just there's just a different level it's just there's just so many different types of players yeah and and it's weird because the general public would be like you play guitar so you have the same like all guitar <laughs> players play they, they play guitar right when well we look at it we're like we got headless guitars we got you know hollow body guitars we got mm-hmm. all these different options <laughs> so yeah I, all that to say is it takes a real nerd to get down on that. And why wouldn't a real nerd who's obsessed over every other detail? Yeah. Not want to, you know, change Have how that, they look that much more detail. In it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, tell me about the other aesthetic choice that you went with that. I really like <laughs> is using the exposed like screw type pull pieces. Oh yeah. Um, that was mostly out of laziness. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> As all great things tend to be. Um maybe that's not right. It, it it would take two print files to have slug pull pieces and screw pull pieces. Okay. And that would mean twice the design work mm-hmm. and twice the printing time because we'd have to print or or we could, you know, figure it out and put them all on the same bed, but having all the same pieces. Oh, is, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> I see. You know, it, they're all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm looking into some other ways to, um, fit different types of things into our existing, uh, bobbins, but that that's mostly, it. it's just pure laziness. On I my mean, point. Uh, it's laziness or is it, uh, or is it lean manufacturing? It, you know, which is, I like that lean manufacturing. Well, I'm, I'm talking gonna... about a lot with some various people. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a term that popped into my brain. Definitely. Um, you know, I mean that, that really is a thing though. Like if yeah, you go yeah, and yeah. look at, um, Toyota has a book on like, exactly. I need to read it. I don't mm-hmm. even build things, but I think it would be, a, it sounds like a great read. It's a, and it's about how Toyota operates so lean and so right. mean and how they're just like one of the best manufacturing companies in the world. Yeah, basically. I've, I've done a few like six Sigma type classes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a similar thing of just uh, streamlining everything. And you know, maybe, maybe that's going to be my excuse in the future. Yeah. That sounds better than laziness. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. I feel like people might be, maybe it will give you like, Oh yeah, he's kind of smart. Yeah. He knows what we're talking yeah. about. Lean. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lean sounds good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very good stuff. <laughs> so okay so, so you've been how long have you been making the pickups for oh we, we like in their the, current in their current form i should say we started the company about three years ago and at that point we were already like on to 3d printing and, okay and everything so yeah about three years not not terribly long i'm pretty new to the scene i think uh, as far as musical instrument companies are concerned it's nice that you've <laughs> think that way versus the way that I initially thought when I got into it. it's like I've been around a year already <laughs> like I was like yeah I'm a sort of a stab and it was like no 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 that's not even close that's the baby you're still a baby yeah at that point I, but when you put in so much work it can feel that way like definitely yeah I mean the the work on prototyping and stuff that we did for this was uh, I was not expecting at first <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, like, I, I just want to play the long game, you know, do it, do it right and build slowly. Mm-hmm. So three years is a blink of an eye. Yeah, really. no, that's very true. Very, very true. It's hard to remember that sometimes when you, <laughs> when you work so hard at something, <laughs> but it's like, no, it's uh, that's not that's I mean, even five years to work on a product and company. Exactly. It's not. Yeah, it's not very long time. So 
I played I played humbuckers today. That's what you brought over. Do you yep. have any single coils or are you looking at going that way? Not yet. We are working on it. Um, you know, because of the 3D printing, it's a matter of designing the file, testing it, making sure the part can withstand the pressure of the coil because it uh, may not seem like it, but there's a lot of uh, pressure pushing out on the on the flat work. Of oh, a, interesting. Of yeah. Just with how many wines you're doing and, you know, we, I try to do things with, uh, wind really tight. So, cause we don't, um, I don't, I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, I don't pot my pickups. I don't oh, do the no, we cutting. haven't talked about that yeah. at all. And I, I yeah. actually do want to, yeah, get into that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, maybe, actually maybe we should explain what that is in case some people don't know. Yes. That, that would be an easy yeah. thing. Let's, let's talk about potting. Um, basically it's the, the process of dipping the finished coil and should we back up and talk about how the, actually maybe we need to just go from square one. It's not a bad thing. I know this would probably be better visually, but I think we could probably deconstruct this audio, what I don't, audibly, audibly. There we go. I'm going to say audibly, not a word. So the, a pickup is essentially, uh, you know, for most humbuckers, it's a plastic bobbin, I mean, from that side, it looks like a capital I. Mm-hmm. And you take this tiny, tiny copper wire and wrap it around it, um, sometimes upwards of, I think I do like 6,500 wines on one bobbin for my highest output. Okay. Um, and yeah, so you're wrapping it around that thousands of times. And with all that pressure that you're, putting to to lay down the coil it you know it pushes out on the flat work and, and can quite a bit right and it, it has to be and it has to be tight it can't be loosely yeah, wrapped definitely. on there um and that's kind of the reason i i don't pot but we'll we'll talk about potting first mm-hmm. um so you take that coil and you dip the whole thing in uh most people use wax there's some people that like pot with lacquer or whatever but uh, 90% I'd say is, is a paraffin beeswax mix right. and that, uh, penetrates the coil and, uh, keeps the wire from moving around, keeps it from being microphonic and, uh, just kind of makes it a little cleaner, uh, less noisy. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that. <laughs> That's right. That's what I was going to say. But, um, I like to think that, uh, if you manufacture it in a, in such a way, you don't need to pot the pickups. And I, I think that gives you a bit more of a more active, um, musical sound. Um, <clears throat> cause potting tends to kind of dull the sound a little bit. I mean, it's, if you listen to them side by side, it's probably barely perceptible, but Right. That's it. Was again another uh, lean manufacturing <laughs> decision. <laughs> oh, I just don't want to do that. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's messy. It can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, paraffin's super flammable. So if you yes. heat it too too much, you know, your shop's on fire. Mm-hmm. So, oh, easily. Yeah, it's way flammable. <laughs> so, um, safety and, and uh, lean manufacturing. Yeah. And and you just like how it sounds better. You know, it's not That's honestly true, yeah. something that I've really, I know that it's a thing. It's yeah. not something that I've really ever put that much thought in. I don't know. 
I don't know which guitars I have that have potted pickups and which ones don't. I have no idea. I mean, I know if I looked really looked at them, right? I yeah. never paid any attention. Yeah, I mean, you know, this Gibson may or may not be, but uh, again, like the the difference is, I would say probably barely perceptible. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I, I think it comes down to the overtones that you get a little bit more when you're not potted and just that adds to the musicality of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that overtones are like, uh, they're, uh, they're an underrated thing. I think in, <laughs> yes, that's like the, that's like, can be the thing you like, I like this, but I don't know why it yeah. could be because it's, it's vibrating at just the right frequency. Yep. You know, that's, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. That's like, the difference you know when people talk about tone being in the fingers right i think that's what a lot of what they're actually talking about right yeah it's like oh the way that, that guy physically presses because mm-hmm. his fingers shaped a certain way and he pushes a certain way it generates a note just slightly different yeah i mean there's got to be some science back behind that i would I, it's it seems crazy that it's, it's science it's not just, just magic just trust him it's science it's science i know science i'm a i'm a scientist <laughs> mm. i'm a tone scientist a tone scientist we were trying to dissect this pedal earlier. Oh, yeah, that that was uh, some some good sleuthery. Yeah, I, I I twist knobs until I figure out what's going on. It's, it's... Hey, I couldn't figure it out, so <laughs> I appreciate the the insight. Yeah, no problem. But it's a cool pedal. It'll just need a little uh, a little love. It'll, yeah, a little TLC. It'll you know, get there. He's he's new to the market, so yeah, yeah young kid. Yeah, well, the, yeah, we're just helping out the kids. Exactly. See, Excitable. I'm just here to help out children. <laughs> it's not self-serving at all. It's entirely about children. Yeah, let me shout. It's uh, Excitable Pedals. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he's got a reverb shop, uh, tonemob.com slash reverb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tonemob.com slash <laughs> right? reverb shop. Yeah, that's the only Don't way to shop Don't even need to plug that reverb. this episode. Yeah, yeah. Only way to shop on reverb.com. <laughs> tonemob.com slash reverb. Basically doesn't work any other way. Yeah, it You'll crash the site if exactly. you don't go through yep. that link. That's how it works. <clears throat> That's how the internet works. Tell your friends. <laughs> but uh, so when you, so I know you, you were talking about you're not playing guitar as much anymore, but yeah. when you are playing, what uh, what's your rig look like? like what are you um, through and- so like I said, most of my pedals are uh, put together by me. Um, you know, I take one of my many guitars at this point not not quite as many as you but uh, uh enough to make my my wife give me the side eye when i talk about a new one. Oh yeah i've <laughs> had that many since i had one guitar it's just how she's just like uh, mm, you can't play more than one at once stop talking like my that's, dad that's not the point it's yeah. not the point um god i can't even remember i think i took a picture on my phone but you know i, I my rig is super basic i We'll look at it later. I, a compressor, couple fuzzes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a oh one of my one of the favorite ones I've got that I put together is a, a way huge red llama clone. Oh okay. Have you played one of those? Not in a long time. Oh my god, it's like headroom for days, and the fuzz is well, it's I mean it's an overdrive, but it gets into that like almost fuzzy territory. Oh, I love oh, that. I love that so it's, much. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. Let's see. After the dirt, I've got a couple booster. Well, a booster, 
couple modulation that I don't really use because mm-hmm. most of what I play is just like punk rock or ska and <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it's, it up. It's it's just there to fill up the board at this point. Right. Maybe just... maybe for the buffer on some of them, but right. Um, and then my amp that I'm using right now is uh, a Trace Elliott GRP3. Oh yes. Trace Elliott, that's yes. one of those those amp companies that I know almost nothing about, but I see them on Craigslist all the time. Yeah, this this head is freaking insane. Um, so it was originally released as just strictly a preamp rack unit. Okay. And then Trace Elliott decided, for whatever reason, to put them in a box with a power amp and sell it as a head. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, so, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a three-channel, The the first two preamp channels are tube the third channel the like distortion channel uh is uh solid state mm-hmm. going through a solid state power amp and into a kind of vintage crate cab i don't even remember what's in it or <laughs> what it is <laughs> some crate cab from the 90s uh, yeah, yeah yeah like i said i'm i'm Maybe the worst gear person on the show <laughs> i haven't i haven't changed around my pedal board in years but um, but you have a pedal board. I I do you, and actually. And it, that's, it has pedals yeah. on it. And that is something I cannot say. We should we should build you one. I've I, thought about it. I mean, uh, I told you about the ridiculous idea that I was I was yeah, kicking around. Yeah yeah. I uh, I keep pulling out my phone like I'm going to show you something. We're sitting across the room. It's going to be <laughs> difficult. No, my my pedal board is something that I get even the most uh, comments on. I. For the for as long as I can remember, at least like nine or ten years, I've built pedal boards out of old suitcases. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that move. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's awesome. You just close up the suitcase and yep, good <laughs> away to go. you go. No, I love it. Um, yeah, I've got some extra suitcases around if you. If you're mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got well, I've got one board I need to get set up. I feel bad because it's a beautiful board, but I need to get it set up. And yeah. then I was I, I was telling I was telling him before the show. Uh, I've been doing the synth guitar playing thing a lot lately. I, I posted on Instagram like once, I think, but I don't, I don't know if I've talked it on the show, but I'm trying to play two instruments at the same time. I don't know why, because <laughs> I can't hardly play one well, but I just thought it would be a fun thing to try. So now it's got me running crazy with, uh, I want to do an all dirt pedal board and like for the guitar and then a, a modulation and like everything else board f- for the guitar, just mostly because I can't decide which fuzz pedals. <laughs> so I need to have like 17 fuzz options, and it's just not going right. to fit on That's a board. Normal. Um, and then I also want a, re- like a regular kind of guitar setup pedal board for the synth stuff. So I don't know why I need all this, but I feel like I do. And so anyway, that was a long story with no real point to it at the end of the day. I mean... What's the real point to the podcast in general, right? Yeah, well, that's, to talk about gear. Yeah, like that's why we're here. Oh, maybe. Yeah, or you know, <clears throat> dog food or something. Who knows what else is going to come up? But well, I don't have a dog right now, so I don't. I can't comment on that. Neither do I. But yeah. you do have a coconut monkey, and I'm, so <laughs> we didn't ever get into no. the name. What's the What's the deal with the name? <clears throat> uh, so I my my parents a long time ago took a vacation to Hawaii. Okay. Uh, without me, obviously. Why would you take your small children to Hawaii? Yeah, why would you? Um, but they brought back this uh, coconut that had a monkey head carved into it. Okay. And and like seashells 
for eyes with some little paint dots on it. The thing is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't expecting that last. Part. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So I had that, you know, just put it in a box in my room, and then uh, in high school, I was in a band and. We just recorded through like audacity on my computer to get a demo out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And whenever we'd record, we'd hang the, the monkey head on the desk so we could say, you know, we, we recorded at coconut monkey studios, <laughs> right? <laughs> just, right. You know, s- s- stupid high school stuff. Oh whatever. yeah. Um, and then I, I ran a, like a mobile studio with that name for a little bit. Didn't have much success with it, but, um, then when we decided to do pickups, I'm like, well, let's just carry over the name, yeah, just keep change, it going. change it, change it around a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a short story and, <laughs> well, and the long one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about right. It's yeah. about the right length of story. Yeah, it's for what it's it is. the perfect length of story. I mean, yeah. That, so is that, is that become the company mascot then? The... Yeah. Yeah. We bring it to all the shows and scare all the children. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to look at this thing. I never paid much attention to the monkey. I just looked at the <laughs> pictures of the pickups. I ignored the monkey. Uh, well, the, the monkey doesn't like our logo is kind of a stylized uh, monkey head. So it's that's that's not it. Obviously, it's, the monkey really only makes an appearance on Instagram every now and then and uh, at, at the guitar shows. Gotcha. I'll have to scour the gram. I got to see this monkey <laughs> and see how scary it really is. I'll report back. You all know. Unless I have a heart attack, in which case I will not report anymore. I claim no responsibility for I like it's impending your, heart attacks. I feel like it's your fault somehow. I'm going to, I'm recording this, so I'm going to say that it, it is your fault. It is on tape, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His eyes just got a different look in him. <sighs> These are the things I can't see when I'm recording remote. I don't know how, I don't know what people are really feeling. He just was like, oh, I was going to oh, commit no. murder, but now I can't. This is- well, would it be murder? Let's talk about this now. Okay. This is good, well, no, that's a good point. I probably not. It's probably not. Because that's your own fault. If you have a weak heart, that's like, true. I, I can't control that. Well, yeah, that's why you fed me a bunch of fatty hot pot before we did this. So you're yes. trying to get my wait, cholesterol. Wait, up. no, you're, you're onto me now. <laughs> I'm starting to figure all this out. This has gotten really <laughs> plan disturbing. Is unraveling. He's just trying to steal me and murder and, and or steal me, murder steal. me and steal all my fuzz pedals. That's what he's trying to do. And guitars and maybe the podcast, but whatever. <laughs> it's a new co. Hello, this is a new host. I know you guys thought. Don't, don't ask was, about Blake. Yeah, don't. We're not going to talk about him. He doesn't exist. He gave me the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He he said he was done. It's fine. <laughs> just handed the keys over to the co- the podcast machine. <laughs> Got to... This podcast machine is diesel powered, though. By the way, so you're gonna, oh, yeah, you're gonna need to go to the store and load up. It's, I don't know if we we really didn't go through the maintenance plan on this machine. You might be biting off more than you can chew. I, I mean, do you have a the owner's manual somewhere? I could probably no, just, no, no, no. Uh, this is a home built job. Oh, geez, yeah, this is this is a hot rod. <sighs> Maybe I don't want to do that. Um, don't look at the monkey head until that hot pot cholesterol okay. system. <laughs> until you went to the gym a little bit more, <laughs> and you can look at the coconut monkey. No one will die that way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll just post it on the Facebook group or something. <laughs> maybe it's it one of those things kind of like uh, like Medusa where you can't look <clears throat> at it directly. But if you look at it through a mirror, you see a picture of it. It's OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah, definitely. OK. All right. That sounds like a valid. Uh, this podcast is weird, <laughs> man. Talk about the weirdest stuff. You've, you've had some weird episodes lately, but uh, I don't know if this one will take the cake. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah, the power outage one still is like that was just. Yeah. <laughs> Was it was awesome. One. I'm so glad of how it turned out, but it was while I was recording it, I was like, I don't know if this is going to turn out or not. Like, 
I mean, that can be the most exciting, though. That's why we had uh, three phones recording at the same oh, time. So in case anything, Just to went, make sure you got the audio. yeah. In case anything went wrong, I could pull it from somebody's phone. I used my phone, Jess's <clears throat> phone, and an old iPhone I had laying around because nice. my stupid thing, my Zoom recorder was well. Actually, I shouldn't blame the recorder. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. I oh. probably pushed the wrong button. I'm sure the recorder's <laughs> fine, but I was like. I, I don't have time to figure this out. Right. I need to be up there in 45 minutes. And <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that was that. Yeah. That podcast brought to you by iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> like a true industry professional. Um, man, I don't know where I was going to go. <laughs> that was, that was quite the tangent. That, that was a ten, tangent and a half. That was a big one. Leaves me, uh, leaves, leaves me, uh, uh, in a weird spot, but. You did say so. Tell me more about your band. You've been. You said you're not playing as much guitar. Yeah, play a lot of trumpet. Tell me about the band. Yeah, uh, we've only been jamming for a few months now. Okay. Um, we're called Friday Night Saints. I like it. Um, kind of just some straight up punk rock, a little bit of ska thrown in every now and then, and then a horn. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm right now. I'm exclusively playing horn on that. So my guitar is. Are not getting much love. Oh, yeah, it's it's a bit sad. You but, can leave uh, them here. It's okay. I like, I like to look at them still. Uh, oh, well, all right. Let's get, well, just leave the SG then. It's okay. uh, that one's not mine. That's so. why you can leave it here. So I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. It uh, just it just disappeared. It's not, I got. I keep seeing it on this guy's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly it's like a your guitar. guitar. I mean, no, he just bought one like that. That's yeah. weird. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Yeah, for well, for the record, we should tell people there's a beautiful black SG that he brought over. Um, sorry, we'll go, we'll go back to the band in a minute. I, <laughs> I forgot about. I was going to tell people this on the show. So I traditionally like lower out it output pickups, and I think people kind of know that at this point. Yeah. But um, so we went through the guitars he brought, and it had all diff- the different humbuckers they make. And I was like, oh yeah, this lower output one's probably my favorite. And he handed me the highest output one. And it was loaded in this awesome SG. And he was like, yeah, you may not like these ones. Turned out those were my favorite ones. <laughs> so what do I know? Like preconceived notions mean nothing, apparently. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they rip. I love that set. <laughs> they do. They rip and they also don't rip. Yes. If, if you want them not to. Yeah. That is the problem I generally have with really high output humbuckers. Not that these are crazy high, but they're fairly hot yeah we actually make a, uh, a set hotter than that now oh you so, do we do yeah. now i'm curious normally i'd be like me eh, it's not for me but now i'm like well shows I, what i know i don't have them in anything right now but uh we we could make that happen and and get your hands on it well i mean why not i'm not going to turn that down I've never <laughs> right. turned anything like that down in my entire life That's, all right um but yeah so do you have names so we can not refer to that so people know what we're talking yeah about? so the the lowest output one is the chimp okay the medium output is the ape, mm-hmm. and the uh, high output is the gorilla. The gorilla. I yeah. like it. I like it. <laughs> Monkey themed, obviously. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, going back to the band. Sorry. <laughs> the I, band. Had, I, had, I was like, I meant to say this earlier, and I totally forgot. So here we go. <laughs> okay. We're going back to the band. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. Uh, we're looking to book some gigs here in the next couple of months. I think we just got offered a gig on December 13th. Oh, so, there you go. Uh, in Portland? In Portland, yeah. Let me pull up my phone again and oh, yeah. see if I can just do it. Yeah, say uh, where it is. Where's uh, it at? The Twilight. 
the twilight in portland oregon in portland oregon it's a friday night and this December is actually going to come out in plenty of time for you oh good you, <laughs> you to plug this so that's just fine if not get in your time machine and just go back and go back in time yeah <clears throat> i'm writing well i shouldn't say anything about that never mind i didn't say anything <laughs> don't don't say anything about that <clears throat> something about time machines is in my is big in my brain right now i've been talking about time travel a lot lately okay I've got this theory about time travel. Let's see if you, if this makes any sense. All right. Hit me. So, you know, Einstein's like time's relative, blah, blah, blah. Right. And like, I'm like, okay, I get that. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't care because humans can only perceive time one way. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter how it actually works. We can't perceive it that way is, is kind of how I think of it. Yeah. So I've always thought of time travel as being like the note, like back to the future doesn't really address the fact like it's the epitome of the thought on this is back to the future. But it doesn't really address the fact that in my mind, since humans can only perceive time linear, linearly, I can never mm-hmm. say that word. Say linearly. Slower. Linearly. Thank you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that if a time machine was to be invented, that you could only ever go as far back in time as the moment that time travel becomes possible. That's my thought. So the moment that like it physically, like not the moment that whatever scientist guy thinks of how to do it, the moment that he physically like puts a part in place. Right. Is the moment that time travel actually becomes possible. And then what I think would happen is it would be nothing but chaos, like from our perception of it. Right. Like that, like because everyone would just be trying to get back to that point so they could be the first to do something. Right. Because like once it's possible, time doesn't exist anymore. Because you can go back and forth from that point, but only to that moment. That's always been my my sci-fi thought on it. What do you think? Now, I I was gonna poke a hole in it, but it kind of makes sense. But like, no. So what I was gonna say is, uh, we only perceive time linearly. Mm-hmm. So why would our perception of time affect where we could time travel? Well, to? it would affect. It wouldn't necessarily affect where we could time travel to, but I don't think. I don't think that we that it would I don't think it makes any sense because if we could time travel back before time travel became possible, then time travel just became possible before then. And then then it kind of becomes I mean, okay, yeah. And it's just like I just think of how we how we see it. I get I get where you're coming from. I'm just saying if time travel is possible, we get we're going to have like as soon as it's possible, we should see like some dude should be walking in and be like, hey, uh, uh. You know, guitar pedals are obsolete. It's all in our brains now. And so <laughs> you should stop buying these. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? And he'd poof. I don't know. Now, you, you just revealed my next uh, electronics project. Time travel? No. Implanting pedals into your brain. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to not be the first demo guy on that one. Usually no? I like to okay. be all I right. like to be on the ground floor. Uh, things. If you want to, give me a ring. Anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> Joking. <laughs> At We're Coconut not, Monkey Electronics what? on Instagram for what? brain pedals. <laughs> brain pedals. Brain effects. I mean, it's a good company name. Maybe I'll, if I get, get it into pedals. Brain, of, brain <laughs> effects? Brain effects. That has to be, that has to be taken already. There's we'll no look way. it up. I'll, I'll uh, squat on the URL for a bit. <laughs> it's not out there. <laughs> I got, uh, I got offered, I, I occasionally will buy URLs for no reason. Yeah. Uh, in hopes that maybe I can sell them one day or actually what really <laughs> happens is you have a bunch of useless URLs you pay renewal fees on every year. And and you get all those annoying phone calls from people 
going through the registries and saying, hey, I'm going to scam you and tell you I'm going to build a website for you. Yeah, yeah, or that. <clears throat> but one time I did get a, an actual offer on one. Really? But because I'm such a jerk, I was like, well, this one must be worth something. So I countered oh, it. Jeez. And then and then he and and then he was like no and left. <laughs> I was like the one time it was gonna pay off. That's what you get for being a jerk, man. I know. I was like, well, I t- I guess I should take the first offer next time. <laughs> like the one time he's like, you want two hundred dollars? I was like, no, I want five. And he's like, bye. <laughs> like, bye. Okay. Guess he didn't want it that bad. Yeah, I guess I just thought my in my mind I was like if you if you want it two hundred dollars bad you want it five hundred dollars bad if it's something like that is what I thought I was eh, apparently very yeah wrong I mean about probably. that <laughs> oh man <laughs> this is what users signed up for yeah definitely this time travel and other nonsense podcast <laughs> good job Blake you've done such a wonderful job with your life <laughs> <laughs> so. What what do you what is the future? You've talked about you're making single coils, but what what is the what are your plans? What oh, are you thinking you're going to do? God, I I have one secret plan that I I'm not sure I'm comfortable uh sharing on air, honestly. Ooh, well, then maybe we should. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, we want to move into single coils, Strat Tele, P90s. Um we've talked to a couple builders, uh guitar builders about, you know, custom shaped coils because oh. like oh, you know yeah, we you could, can do that we can just make any shape we want mm-hmm. so um well that could be fun yeah i mean i I'd, I'd be down for it i just everyone that says oh yeah let's do it just you know you never hear from them again so that sounds about right <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty familiar so yeah i mean we're we're just trying to build up slow you know making a, a, a good name for ourselves and make good pickups mm-hmm. cool cool well now i'm so curious about your your top secret plan well, but i'll just sit here and maybe and... after you hit that record button and, and it's not on tape anymore oh <laughs> industry secrets look at this throwing around industry secrets around here that's crazy <laughs> well we are getting down to you know closer to the the end of the show here and you know maybe this isn't a fair question because like you said you've been kind of out of it for a while but it is a classic question right. at this point. So what would you say your favorite boss pedal is? Uh, well, I do actually have one on my board right now. Okay. It's the uh, Phaser. I don't even know what the model mm. number is. The three. PH3? PH3, yeah. PH3, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm the worst gear person ever on this freaking <laughs> show. <laughs> Keep in mind, Trevor is also a regular listener. So I don't know why why he would do that to himself, but... You know, I'm not really, in the, uh, I'm not the biggest gear guy, but I listen to this gear podcast because it's not about gear. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Got it. My, I mean, I like gear. I love it. I just, you definitely know it. I, I, I feel like I know it. I just haven't been, you know, in the world. I don't, I haven't tried every clone clone or whatever. Um, it's just not my thing. You know, yeah. I've got, I've got the boxes I like and mm-hmm. <laughs> you're good. I'm, I'm good. You're making the sounds you want to make. That's yeah. He's found the tone. He's found his tone. I've I've got it. So if you need the secrets, um, Trevor at Coconut Monkey Electronics, I'll uh, may, I might share them. Uh, he wouldn't even tell me the big secret. <laughs> he's going to tell you anything. He's just going to send you memes if you do that. He's going to send you memes and gifts. That's all he's going to do. Don't give me ideas. Um, <laughs> and don't give the listeners any ideas. <laughs> just gonna DM My you. inbox is just going to be flooded. 
with people and I'll just, I'll have my bank of memes and that'll be it. Well, but, I mean, memes are like gold these days. They are gold. Um, but no, I think I, a number of years ago, I had the OC2 oh, octave. Yeah. It's the monophonic, like the tracking was terrible, but the sounds you could make with it. Oh yeah. Were so cool. The OC2, I need to get an OC2. <clears throat> Those things are so awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to have one again. So you're going to go with the, the OC2 as your favorite? Yeah, I think I think that'll be my final answer. That's a, that's a good final answer. I've I've gotten a, a, a really wide variety of answers <laughs> on that one. And all of them, I'm like, hmm, I need more boss pedals. <laughs> like, I only have like a couple. I should have more boss pedals. A fourth boss board of just boss pedals. I mean, mm, why not? Just have all the boss all, pedals? All boss pedals. Oh, I would love all the boss pedals. <laughs> That'd be so wonderful. <laughs> That'd be so wonderful. I'd be so happy if I had all the boss pedals. Someone's probably done it out there. There is a guy on Instagram. uh, He's at the boss pedal project (laughs) and he's trying to collect all of the, all of the boss pedals. Oh man. Yeah. I've thought about reaching out and having him on once he does. Nice. Just like, (laughs) tell me your crazy stories about collecting these pedals. Yeah. I'm sure there's gotta be some, some interesting ones. Yeah. And there's so many. Um, it was, it was, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't try to do all of the boss pedals because, like, I'm not so. I mean, maybe you don't count. I'm not super interested in the multi effects, as everybody knows. So, yeah, like up to a certain point, you know, maybe if there's one or two in a box, that's fine. Right. But I think all the compact pedals, that'd be my, yeah, my thing. But man, that'd be a, that'd be a lofty goal. Oh man, and all the vintage ones too. Mm. Oh Jesus, spendy. Is, that'll get spendy. But spendy, but <laughs> I seen them all on display at Nam and wow. I, at at the boss booth, and yeah. I was like, oh, "Want?" I had just yeah. as much want over that over as it was like some boutique thing that I also like a spaceman or yeah. something that I'd be like, "Oh, I need to get out to Nam one of these days." Yeah, you should come on down. I don't know if we're gonna have a pizza party <sighs> this year or not, but we'll try, we're gonna try to. We'll yeah, see. unfortunately, I, I don't think if I, I'll ever make it to Summer Nam. Uh, my wedding anniversary is way too close, and my oh. wife has already <laughs> kind of put the kibosh on that. <laughs> Winter Nam. Wait, doesn't she want to visit Nashville? <laughs> you know, I try. I tried you do that. Nashville for your anniversary, and you just take one day. You just the that. the one reason we had to go out there. We had a friend that lived out there, but she moved to Japan, so now we. I hey. We got people there, okay? There's plenty okay. Of, of people there. We, we, we can find you some people. We'll Maybe one you, day I'll convince her. We'll send you to talk to Grant Wilson or, or you know, from Big Ear. Or nice. Yeah. Matt, Matt Hoops from 1981. He's down there. Yeah. You know, it'll be, it'll be fun. Well, yeah. Matt Hoops is from 1981. He's not from anything else. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> no one else would know him from anything no. like Reliant K or what? anything no. like that. No. Reliant who? Who? What? No. No one would know that. All right, here we go. Trevor. Yeah. You know it's coming. Yeah. And I'm I'm just I I didn't I've not asked you anything about this yet, although I've been dying to know, <laughs> to be honest. I've been wondering wondering since we ate lunch. I keep saying that. We ate lunch last week. Or two, the week before? Yeah. Maybe some, two weeks ago. Like that. We didn't eat lunch today. So it's not like we ate lunch today and I've been <laughs> I've been sitting on this one for a while. What kind of pizza do you like? Oh I so I got to toot my own horn. I make a pretty dang good pizza. Mm. Um, dough from scratch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of our favorites is my wife is vegan, mm-hmm. and we do this uh, barbecue cauliflower. Okay. Um, 
it i mean the if the, you get the texture right it tastes or it feels just like a barbecue chicken kind mm-hmm. of deal you know saute some onions in there too and uh I, th- that's a good one but if i was going like a one that i didn't make ah god i i just i always go for a, a good pepperoni slice mm, big yeah. new york style yep uh it's hard to argue with hard to argue with so good <clears throat> that's my go-to too. two 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 go to two yeah <clears throat> i better not say two two too loud last time i said that on a podcast people made a terrible image of me. <laughs> nick scott uh, if someone can dig that up, I would it's, love you know, not to. much digging. I'll show you. It just happened. <laughs> right. I mentioned two twos on chasing tone. And all oh. of a sudden there's horrible photoshops of oh, me no. running around the internet. It's not good. <laughs> it's not a good look. It's really, I'm like, well, I'll never wear that. That's a, that's Careful for what you say on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I never imagined that. I showed my wife. She's like, what is that? I'm like, look closer. She's like, ugh. <laughs> You, you mean you you weren't just uh, realizing your deepest dream of becoming a ballerina? No, no, it's not a good look for me. It's not a. All right, it's you not. Know, I'll, well, we can let the the listeners decide. For one, for one, for one thing, I can't dance. Not with I that dance, attitude. You can't. I, I dance like a like a punk rocker at a punk rock concert, which isn't exactly dancing. So it's not a good. It's just, no. this is bad. This is bad all around. <laughs> well, I was gonna go though. So since you're a local, what is some of your favorite pizza in town? Oh, I I uh, I like the sizzle pie. Sizzle pie is solid. Sizzle pie is good. Yeah. Um, there's actually a place uh, close to me up in Vancouver uh, called Rally Pizza. Oh, uh, they're they make a pretty good pie. Oh, okay. I'll um, have to try that. Yeah, if, if you ever uh, come up to the Couve, mm-hmm. give me a ring. We'll we'll check out Rally Pizza. I like it. Rally Pizza is a good name too. Yeah, it's a good place. It's gonna say like relative <clears throat> to where you're where we met for lunch uh i think you should try it's in the pine street market okay it's a uh, checkerboard pizza checkerboard pizza it's ran by it's owned by the guy who owns ken's artisan okay and so it but it's more like new york style pizza so, so it's like ken's artisan's great but it's its own thing yeah and then this is more like ken's artisan making new york style pizza it's hmm. it's some of the most it's like some of my most uh my very favorite flavors like is just their cheese slice oh wow it's like oh if that's gotta be a good cheese slice because i mean cheese is good but to to say that so and i've had their pepperoni i've had several different ones but the the nail in the coffin was jess and i went there and we both got a cheese slice and Mm -hmm. we both got a slice of this special one they had that had like italian sausage and some other things that just you know sounds all kinds of my yeah and we both got done and we're like man that was good, but I wish it was the cheese slice. <laughs> the cheese slice is so good there wow. for some reason. It's I'll have it's to weird. check it out. Yeah, it's a great place. Great place. All right, man. Well, we've been at it. Do you have uh, anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? <clears throat> Any uh, Where can they find you on the internet or just messages for life? In general? Um, well, uh, don't stop playing like there I did. Go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I regret every day that I don't play my guitar, so... Uh, but yeah, you can find me, uh, coconut monkey electronics.com. I know it's a, a mouthful, but deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Deal um, with it. All right. Okay. It's fair, Instagram, fair Facebook, uh, coconut monkey electronics. It's, it's all under the same name. So all right. I'm, I'm out there. All right. Send me, uh, 
an email, I'll send you a, a meme or a, a gif. <laughs> a meme, a gif, or something or if you else. if you want some pickups, you know, we could do that. That's that'd probably be more appropriate. Let's get get some pickups. Upgrade your pickups. Why not? Why it's not? T- it's time to do it. All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. This was a good time. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So for Trevor, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. Woohoo! We did it. We did it. I'm guessing a lot of you who are listening to this part right now might be wondering what happened with that last outro where we were giving away pizza. That got snatched up in like the first hour after the podcast dropped. So apparently lots of people listened to these. So I'm really glad that lots of people listened to the uh, the outros because I, I wondered for a while if I was completely wasting my time. So from time to time, I'm going to spe- drop uh, blah, blah, blah. Cannot talk today. I'm going to drop you know, just little special nuggets in here for those that listen to the entirety of these episodes, to the ones that get to the very bitter end. And, uh, you know, maybe it'll be pizza again. I don't know. But that was really fun. But, you know, there was about 50 of you that emailed. So I, I the experiment was a success. So thank you for everybody who reached out. And uh, I'm sure there were a lot of you that listened and probably just went, that's ah, too late. And you were probably right if you didn't listen within the first hour of the episode dropping. So... Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for listening. Continue to listen to the whole show, and uh, I'll, try to, I'll try to make it fun. Always trying to find ways to get the listeners involved, and it's, uh, it's a little bit challenging when it's kind of just a one-on-one conversation like these, like these episodes so often are. But always trying to figure out how to make things a little more interactive and interesting and, and doing whatever I can there. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.